0: Episode number thirty of A Line of Sight. My name is Chandler. I'm here again with Jaden.
1: Hi. Hi. I can actually like feel my mouth, so that's improvement.
0: Yep. Jaden's yep. full of drugs right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Illegal full of kind. Administered by dentist. It.
0: It's from his feet; take... like they're leaking out of his ears. It's just all <laughs> the way up. No,
2: take one Tylenol at ATC, and bam, you're off it's the morphine.
0: Bam. Yep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's all over. Really, you a the slippery slope. <laughs> so, yeah, who knew?
0: Somebody spiked the Diet Coke with regular Coke. No. Um, <laughs> uh, and of course, you heard Brett. How's it going?
2: Hi, I'm painting a dracodile.
0: What? Nice. I have an Ashes She's to Ashlyn sitting in front of me.
1: Mine's in my mailbox
0: I'll probably
1: do somewhere too, who actually? I haven't been back to my apartment in a long time.
0: She's neat. Part of me wants to turn her into Harbinger, but part of me is like, what if she gets added to
2: Crucible Guard?
0: Like, what if? <laughs> like, just maybe. You never know.
2: You should, you should wait to assemble her, and if Ashland 2 ever happens, just yeah, saying. Flame
0: yeah. It's happening, man. Confirmed, 100%. <laughs> confirmed?
2: <laughs> is that how confirmation works?
0: Uh, it is, yes. Uh, just like uh, Pagani confirmed that Retribution is getting changes soon. <laughs>
2: Which they are not at all. <laughs> which they are. His, which his they teammates are that. lists.
0: That was a funny. Yep. Thing. Did you see that,
2: Brett? Did you see any of that? We're like, um, we're He's, playing. I'm playing lists. Well, oh my god, we're yeah,
0: Well, it was he. He said specifically the sentence was something about like, oh yeah, we're thinking about making some list tweaks. Was what he said, and people are like, they're <laughs> making tweaks to Ret, and yeah, it turned into this really funny uh, discussion of of that's Pagani having funny. to like scramble around this thread, going like, no, no, that's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that at all. Yeah, it got, like, screenshotted and pulled out of context, like, entirely, and, yeah, it was good.
2: By it,
0: it was good times. Uh, just to show that the Private 2 Press devs can't say anything. Correct. Yes, without it being a huge deal. It's newsworthy.
2: <laughs> For so, example, we're talking about
0: it. Yeah, we're talking about it right now, yeah. So, yeah, rep players look forward to nothing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now we're the nihilistic podcast. <laughs> I'm teasing. <laughs> relax,
0: relax. Uh, there's news. We got LVO soon. ATC's already done. Yep. LVO an and
2: American. An American actually won it, what? which
1: we did not think was going to happen.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, we're all and I'm just having a good time prepping for Las Vegas Open. We got a whole bunch of Utahns going. Actually, a weird number of them. So yeah. that's exciting. It's been. Uh, hmm.
1: I'm super excited to I- see
0: everybody. Yeah, it's gonna be good times. Like I think they said that they've got like five teams wanting to do the team tournament, which it's three man teams, but that's still like a lot of people. Um. Yeah, there's like a whole there's a whole crew of us going down there. I guess. So that'll nice. be good. I've been trying to get the trying to get the Uton's traveling for a while, so it's it's fun to see them. Uh, they've made it to a few things, bunch of our War Machine weekend. It's good. Mm-hmm. that's good um yeah we're in the second uh week of the legion cid
1: um, yep and the... light are 32 points right now
0: yes uh yeah. yeah last episode uh legion cid hadn't quite started when we recorded because uh, mm-hmm. we were we recorded a day early well we recorded our usual time we're recording a day late technically but um yeah so they're in their second week a lot of fun stuff in there um tons of wacky things going on there go labs pretty interesting
2: Yes. I actually feel like um, this is the the idea that started out the best. Like it almost felt final that first week.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I I I heard a lot that. of people say that.
2: There, I think I think yeah, Golab, and I have no idea if chosen are broken or terrible.
0: Yeah. from From a rules perspective, it felt like everything was pretty close. Most most changes. It seems like going into week two were more about like something maybe not being as interesting from like a excitement standpoint like we were talking about uh whatever its name is the attachment um, oh yeah how it's kind of it's, it's just a very passive model and so they had changed um arcane void to unbinding for this mm, amok amok yeah um yeah so yeah, like things like that you know it's like changes like that where it's more about just like kind of the flavor than uh mm-hmm. and, and the feeling of playing the model so it's solid you can really feel how these like cid cycles just feel a lot smoother like they, yeah. they've they've had some time with it, um, you know. Grimkin was obviously like chaos, but even after that, you know, a lot of them were very like they were kind of getting how they wanted their process to work together, and now it's very like pretty fluid. Seems that way yep. anyway. Seems good. Yep. So yeah, do we have any news from Broken Egg, Jaden? I didn't ask
1: uh, you ahead just that. that they're going to be at LVO. Yes. Um, we don't have a lot, whole lot more
0: other than that yeah yep they will be at lvo we will be at lvo
2: mm-hmm. you should be at lvo yeah
0: cool. Here we go if if,
2: if you're easy, listening to this guest
0: you have no excuse <laughs> none send angry messages to at all at, at, at choke obsessed underscore l um <laughs> yeah uh yeah so it's aside from, yeah, we just got Legion going on. It's not a super exciting news week right now. It's not a whole lot of exciting things going on. We've been seeing some Crucible Guard spoilers leaking out, um, which has been fun. They got, not leaks, I don't want to use the word leak, but the um, yeah, they've had like some concept art come up. That's been really cool. Um, and uh, I know, um, yeah, it's, it's been kind of cool to actually see a little bit more aspects what that faction looks like. Um, when we originally saw Prospero, which I, I do not remember what convention it was that, that Dallas was painting him. Was it was, Pax? It might've been Pax. Pax Unplugged sounds right, but I, I would have to, I, I don't remember. It felt like it was like before that, but I don't remember exactly, but he was, he was working on him, and the, the pictures were always kind of bad and he was just sort of primed and we didn't have much like visual faction context. And I was kind of like, this guy looks kind of boring, but we've actually seen like a mostly painted one and he actually looks pretty awesome.
2: Shit, um, Yeah. He's Iron Man.
0: Yeah, well, that's what the concept art was like. He has a chest laser. And I was like, well, I'm in. like, what? <laughs> I was like what the, You know what? I am going to mod a freaking laser coming out of the guy's chest. I will happily do that. You have to. I'm going to have to learn some OSL, but we're going to do it, man. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, he looks. Do the, do the Tyson thing and, like.
0: Oh, just, just legitimately light it up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: there you go. going to make a laser.
0: And just make a laser. That sounds like (laughs) Tyson just literally is like, he actually shoots a death beam. You probably want to get out of the way. Um, (laughs) I try not to use it too often, but, you know, I melted a colossal with it. It was bad. (laughs) Um, Just a mad scientist. Fits perfectly. So, yeah. Yeah, so come say hi to us at LVO. Uh, We uh, will definitely be there. We were going to have shirts. We're not going to. I didn't tell the other guys this. They're not going to get here on time. There's no way. Oh,
1: so, sad. Because
0: they screwed up my order. So we're going to figure that one out, and we'll probably have them at lock and load. So, yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, on to why we're here. So you guys did the America's Team Championship. Uh, just sure did. Again, just a few days ago. I was not there. Sad face. Um, But you guys all headed out to, it was Milwaukee? Is that yep, correct? that was correct. Yeah. <clears throat> and and was it was it, cold. I, I was now. about to ask, was it cold? <laughs> yes.
2: January. <laughs> yep. The no. Canadians seemed fine.
0: I'm sure they did.
2: Yeah. I actually didn't mind it too much. They're
0: like, ah, oh, we've all gone south for the winter. <laughs> <laughs> it's much
2: nicer here. Um, yeah, it, it was it was touch and go for a bit. Um, we were worried that our teammates weren't going to make it uh, with winter storms and passes and such. Mm. Uh, fortunately, while we were worrying about that, one of our teammates had shown up and was standing in the room with us, so we hadn't noticed. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. Sweet. Yeah. Well, it's good everybody
0: made it out there. I know Jaden's mm-hmm. kept getting delayed.
1: Yes, my flight got, ended up getting delayed like I think three and a half hours or maybe four. Yeah. It was an un- unnecessary amount of
0: time. Yeah. That is that is a cold place to be going. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. So, how was the event? I don't know much of anything about it, so I'm gonna let you guys you guys tell me about it. What would y'all? What was it like? Would y'all do?
2: Um, it was <clears throat> really well run in that I feel like the times were really nice. Um, there were lots of time like it was five rounds over two days, and it was just I mean, except for the five people playing in Solo Masters. It was just the main event, um, so there was lots of time to like hang out and talk, or go get food, or um, like. Afterwards, like it was early start or like it was a late start and early night, so you have plenty of time afterwards. I really like all those aspects of it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, everything started
1: approximately like we started every round within five or ten minutes of every single like mark that we were aiming for. Um, judges were attentive and present. It was really nicely run. Catering was edible. I mean, <laughs> I. <laughs>
0: It was like <laughs> a con- contain- Contained necessary nutrients for survival.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they actually had like fruit and vegetables and stuff
0: there, nice. so that's really cool. Yep. Nice. So, how was your team <laughs> feeling going into day one? Overconfident. I mean, overconfident. Yeah. <laughs> in, in hindsight, right? Any?
2: <laughs> you remember the last time our two podcasts got together? That's true. Tournament?
0: Yeah, that is true. Yeah, everybody gets yeah. obliterated. So true. we uh, we went in
1: with a couple of assumptions that were incorrect. Um, the first one was that Brett's list would play anything like they used to play with his solos that he couldn't play in them, okay. um, which did not end up being the case, I don't think. Um, and the second one was that our Krix player's Asphyxious One list was really good, and
0: it turned out that it was really awful. <laughs> oh, Well, that's awkward.
2: So, yeah, we got got him into the exact person and list he built it for, and he got completely tabled. Yes. (laughs) Ouch. Awkward. (laughs) Yeah. So, really, our our biggest problem was that, yeah, we made... I think Carl and I each made one huge uh, misjudgment of matchups, which cost us a game, and all of our rounds were close. So, that cost us two rounds, I think. Yes. Uh, And then, Um. you Every fifty fifty broke against us. Yeah. Yep.
0: Well, let's start yeah. it from let's start it from day I one. I want to talk about
2: yeah. one more general. Thing. True. Um, Jaden, have you noticed that uh, people, <laughs> at least me, I seem to be making a lot more excuses and there's a lot more dice luck in team tournaments. Is that just a product of number of games? Is that
1: so? It's interesting that you mention that um, because I have also noticed that I've played in three tournaments in Mark or three team tournaments in Mark three, and I played in. 4, or 5, and Mark 2, towards the end of it. And I feel like the shift between Mark 2 and Mark 3, especially with SR 2017, and how long the games go, and how many more dice rolls you make in the game that seems like they're important, mm-hmm. um, I have also noticed that that seems to be the case. Um, I've tried really hard to not frame it like that. Like, uh, my round 3 game, I feel like I missed a lot of 7s. Um, but I also misdeployed, so that I, that is the thing I'm focusing on. But I think you're I think you're right. That does seem to me to be the perception in team tournaments.
2: Yeah, now. I think it also might have to do with uh, the pressure of like having the team depend on you, and if you <laughs> let them down, it's really important to find a reason that isn't well. I just fucked up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Even if you fuck
1: up. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Um, which is which is really interesting. Um, I think. I think we all did a really good job after getting such incredibly hard games day, day one, and then also having the coin flips break against us. I think we did a really good job of rallying and not like going on tilt really badly for day two.
2: Um, yeah, that is true. Um, I think we faced like three of the top five <laughs> in, the, in the first round. It was insane. Yeah. For <laughs> yes. the first day, excuse me. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. talk about let's so, talk
0: about the first day. We we'll, we'll got sure. through
2: kind of who you ended up playing against. So
0: you got there. Uh, who did they pair you guys against? First
2: round. The Molly Whoppers, who I had never heard of, uh, but turned out to be an excellent team from like Maryland New River. England area.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, and so yeah, we're going like never heard of these guys. It's gonna be super easy, and we barely scrape out a three-two. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh,
1: we were totally wrong. So, like, and it was interesting because, like, from my perspective, we got lots of advantaged games. Like, they put me into cricks the opposing... T- uh, the- they did, which I think was probably their worst mistake, um, because he didn't have an answer to either of my lists.
2: And how and well then did I we th- capitalize on it? Sorry, what was that? And how well did we capitalize on it?
1: Um, I mean, Wait, not very well.
2: Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah, it w- I thought we had lots of really advantaged matchups, and so I won my game... And Ben won his game, and we both went to get a drink, and <laughs> we, we came back, and we were like, okay, so we're just, we, we just need one win, and then we're walking along the tables, and we're like, oh,
0: I think we're going to lose all three well, of our games. Uh, so <laughs> tell, tell me about what the matchup, matchup process for that one looked like. Like, what sure. where were you guys looking at?
2: Um, so, so we drew tables, um, because yes. the tables were very, very scenario-dense. Yes. Um, do you have any further opinion on the tables? Was it you who had the opinion, or was it? Tim? Sorry, what was that? Was it you who had the opinion on the terrain, or was it Tim? Um,
1: it was Tim. I think actually that he is probably correct in hindsight on his analysis of the of the tables. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. He has an um, annoying habit, of being, right? I know. <laughs> uh, so so we we chose tables. Um, actually, I think we lost the die roll. Yes, Is what, what it was. And so we were looking at their team. They had a cricks player with Lich 1 Scourge of the Broken Coast, which is a Texas theme. And I think they had like DeNegro 1 Ghost Fleet. That wasn't one of the few teams that had that. Yeah. Um, and then they had a Sloan 1 Striker 2 pairing, a Harbinger Testament pairing, whatever Brett played into. I don't remember what that was. <laughs> And then a Madrak one and Cole Grimma, I want to
2: say pairing, yeah, something um, like that, which felt like a lot of the team compositions, including ours. Yep. Yeah. Now you so, have your Crick, you have your Cricks, you have your Grimkin, and you have three armor bricks.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Grimkin. <laughs> so yeah, um, and so he put me out first because I I only had one bad matchup and that was Striker two, um, which I don't even think is that bad of a matchup. But if I can dodge it, I want to. So they gave us the choice of Signar and Crix, right?
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, and like looking at that, Crix is just ridiculously advantaged for me. And we had two ways, two guys that we could put into Signar that we both felt pretty good about. Um, so I took Crix, and then we put Ben and you, Brett, yep. into Signar.
2: Yeah, my eyes got so big. So I'm like, oh man, I want to play in the Signar.
0: So that's yeah. Brett, Brett with minions. What What was the other one?
1: Ben uh, was playing Risheth, also okay. on the score. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: the, the, the theme of today is that the North Americans are going to screw everything up and Ben's going to pull her ass out of the fire.
1: Yeah, more or less. Seems good. Uh, um, <laughs> or he's going to clock himself, because that's the only thing that he's not, like, ridiculously good at. <laughs> um. So... Uh, they choose Scorn because their Signar player mistakenly thinks that Scorn is bad. Um, <laughs> Did they
2: you?
1: Yeah. And then they put out Trolls and Grimkin, and Brett cannot play into Trolls without his Soul Slave on the mailoc list. Nope. Um, so he takes Grimkin, and then they get to choose the last two matchups. So it's Trolls into into Arcrix, and then
2: their Menoth into our Mercs. This is probably my biggest misjudgment, because it's like Barnabas is playable in the Grimkin, but I've played it before um, because my plan was Maylock, and then that plan went to hell for lots of reasons. Yep.
1: So we we thought that Brett's game was a loss. That was like our one bad matchup going into it. We thought that my and Ben's games were pretty much auto-wins, and then we thought that our Merc player, Brandon, was advantaged into Menoth, and we didn't Carl build that Lich list specifically to fight Trolls? Yeah, in part. Yeah, and we so we felt like that we we had yeah. uh, two two slam dunks, two really good matchups, and then Brett was the sacrificial lamb, but he could also win because like it's never just a loss.
2: But, and that's that's the recurring thing about my games is that holy crap, every game felt so close.
1: Yeah. yeah. So uh, like I said, I played Dreamer into Blitch one, and he threw takes a stab in my face, and then I killed them all with rattlers <laughs> and won. Um, yeah, I was gonna say kill... like
0: unless unless you do something real stupid with the rattlers, like how does he stop you from doing
1: that? <laughs> yeah, so he didn't. And this is a recurring theme of when I was playing the Dreamer this week that weekend was people just kept going. I've never played into somebody who knew how to play the Dreamer, um, and I kept going. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so uh, yeah, I just I screened my my rattlers with my heavies. I said, okay, come kill my heavies, which he didn't because Powell's doesn't kill heavies, and then um, my rattlers just killed the world. Uh, Ben did his usual thing of completely tabling his opponent and winning on scenario. And then,
2: um, it came... One one of two games that he didn't win on his opponent's turn. Yes, he won two of his games on his opponent's turn. (laughs) Um, and then
1: our Mercs player could not kill a Punch Monk in his zone.
2: Um, He he barely hit him, like, ten or eleven times.
1: Yes, his opponent made five Martyrdoms and then six Tough Checks in a row. And And because of that, he wasn't able to keep up with the game, and it ended on turn seven. Um, And he lost in the scenario because of turn seven. Um, And then Brett just slowly got out-attritioned until Barnabas got assassinated, right?
2: Uh, I think he came down in turn seven.
1: What was it, turn seven? Okay. And then um, the Cricks and troll game to my right was... Basically, Carl had better clock management, but he was completely boned as far as like models went. He had like two of the Withershadow Combine and a Light Warjack and Asphyxius fighting down three champs, the Creelstone and Madrak. Um But he kept doing cheeky things like clearing the infantry zone and then teleporting, in, like clearing the zone and then teleporting into the other one. Um, so he kept, like, scoring a point and keeping parity, and eventually the troll player ran Madrak over because he had about 40 seconds left on his clock to try and convince Carl to assassinate him, and with sustained attack, Lich one assassinates real well. Yeah, so, so so that's how that ended. Um, <laughs> and, like, we didn't deserve to
2: win that game, or that round, to be honest. Yeah. Like, So of all the extraordinarily close rounds, and there were a lot of them, this was the most extraordinarily close one.
1: Yeah. That's how our
2: days start. Uh, yep.
1: So, uh, some th- some things I really I really thought were interesting about that is that that was our first round into Harbinger, and we mm-hmm. saw her, like, three more times?
2: We I think we found all of the Harbinger
1: players. Yes, and poor Brandon got stuck into every single one of them. And happen? spoiler alerts, um they made a lot of tough jacks on their bunch monks. <laughs> Basically, every game was him just going, yeah, yeah I kind of kill the punch monks.
2: Yeah. I, um, I feel like... Um, with team tournaments I don't understand the matchup process well enough to, to be able to predict things like that like mm-hmm. um like when I was playing practice games and practice drafts um in in America I would be like playing into the circle mirror like every single game it was really insane and I get to Europe and I don't play single mirror what the
1: yeah <laughs> yeah it's really strange um you know because like it's really hard to predict what the other teams are actually going to do and what they think our favorite yep. and disfavored games. Right. And that's that's where the degree of uncertainty comes into it. Um so I think we did get actually like three good matchups, one really bad matchup and then one sort of pretty bad matchup, and it just ended up being that the pretty bad matchup won and the fairly good matchup lost. <laughs> so
2: Yep. So we scraped through round one.
1: <laughs> well done. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so then we, there, there's, we had
2: the whole time.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and then there's a uh, lunch break, which yep. was, as Brett said, edible, mostly. Um, and then on into round two, and we're
2: playing against Team Muse. Right, so oh, wait, which... Fun, hmm. fun fact. Um, every single, all five rounds of <laughs> the entire tournament, I played against the captain of the other team.
1: <laughs> oh. Nice. <laughs> Wait, no you didn't. I played against the Captain of Florida. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Oh, I put him for this. All right, fine.
1: Four out of five. Still weird. <laughs> <laughs> Still weird. Um, so we played into Team Use. Um, I don't remember the pairings for this one as well.
2: Um, I know that Brandon got um, Merck Scott Mer- Harbinger again.
1: Yeah, Merc Scott Harbinger again. I mean, I remember who got what, but I don't remember the process yeah, oh, for I'll, it. Oh, man. So uh, Merc Scott Harbinger... Risheth got trolls. Uh, I got Cephalix. crick um, got Signar, and you got Cricks. Yep, yep. Um, and I felt like uh, my Cephalix game should have been a like sixty five percent my favor. Uh, we knew that the Risheth game was like an almost auto win. We
2: felt <laughs> that once again, Brett, you were probably going to lose. By the way, um, the that was Ben's lowest rating of the entire tournament. He gave it only a five.
1: Yep. Uh, the rest of his were like eights or nines <laughs> on a scale of ten. Uh, we, th- we thought that, because um, Brandon was really confident in the Harbinger matchup, especially after round one, because he, he said it, he was winning the Trish Fight, it was just the one-punch monk. And then this was the the list that Carl actually built his Lich 1 list to beat, was the Signara pairing, right? Yep.
2: Brent, specifically.
1: Yep. Brent, specifically. That exact pair player in that exact... This pair. Um, so, I think... So, first of all, Brett, your game went down to third tiebreaker, right?
2: Yes. Like, you yeah. literally could not get closer. Yep. Um, I, yeah, I I think I missed scoring a point about halfway through the game. Like, oh, I'm sure that won't matter. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, and you had some things happen
1: where, like, your wrestler went in and it needed to kill Nightmare, needing sevens to hit, and you missed
2: two out of your five. Oh, I mean, that's just Matt six Warbies. Yeah. I'm just um, saying. I had... Linus is still alive. The stupid that's, CID fix I've gone through, I would have killed him 100% of the time. That's,
0: yeah. why, that's why Champions of the Wall just randomly don't die of mad six because sevens suck.
1: Yep. Um, <laughs> so that happened there. Uh, once again, Brandon's opponent made a billion tough checks on his punch monk, and that's the solid. game went to turn seven. Um, my game, uh, we chose tables again, and I chose the table that I did because I thought a piece of terrain wasn't what it was. There was a large building thing right next to the flag on Spread the Net on one of the sides, and I thought it was a piece of rubble, which I expected the Cephalix player to have problems with because they don't have Pathfinder, and I thought I'd just like hide my Holloman behind it and shoot whatever came on the flag if I got that side. turned out that it was actually a building, which against Texas is a problem because you can't yeah. get enough bodies in there to actually contest that flag. Compounding that, there was a burning earth right next to the flag on the other side that he hit a machine Wraith in for the entire game, and I couldn't get to it. Yeah. So
2: to be clear, the, the, his opponent didn't do anything shady. No, not at all. The, I the just terrain made a was, super, was super clear. Um, they had a, they had a sheet that defined what everything was. Yep, there was I just, just like four types. I just made a
1: mistake because I wasn't familiar with the, the type of terrain that they were using, um, and uh, yeah, so that matchup was both really interesting and really frustrating because I kept doing the right things and then feeling like I failed by, like, one dice roll. And then it came down to the point... The turn that he won on Scenario, um, I felt like if I had lived through that turn, gotten once, like, been able to contest or score once, i probably turned the game around from that point because I'm able to kill most of his army (coughs) in one turn. Um, Because to that point... Like that was the lowest scoring game I've ever played, as far as like army points destroyed. I killed six of his, and he killed two of mine. Wow. Which is not as dumb as it sounds, because he did kill like twenty models, but they were out of five different units, so it didn't end up mattering. Yeah. Um, Carl got tabled by the list that he built <laughs> to fight. Well, so
2: because <laughs> he he was like, oh, it's probably gonna be fine to striker two. It was not fine to striker two.
1: No, not at all. And uh, Ben won on Doomshapers like turn five, <laughs>
2: because it was it looked like Rorschach's entire army versus just Doomshaper. <laughs> it literally was at that point.
1: He lost about six models, I think, and this was kind of the theme for the day. Well, he
2: lost six models, but I would hope that more of them died to Rorschach channeling through them. Correct. Enemy attacks. Sounds yep. good. Yep. So.
1: Yep. So we lost a couple coin flips. I made a big mistake with this with the terrain, and uh, and that was that.
0: And so you guys so, were what two and three for that one?
1: Uh, one uh no, one and four. One and four. Okay. Yep. And so we were like, okay, we're in the fun bracket now. the fun
0: bracket, yeah.
1: So we, we got dropped the fun bracket
0: with Florida Meta.
1: <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who don't know what Florida Meta is, it's probably the strongest group of War Machine players in the country right now. are pretty close to it. And uh, on their team was um, Brandon Anderson, who won both War Machine Weekend Invitational and Lock and Load Masters. Andrews. Yeah, Brandon Andrews. Sorry. My bad. Um, and, yeah, he's just an incredibly strong player, and his entire entire meta is very strong as well. So we uh, landed on their doorstep for round three. Um, and... Again, I felt like we got five 50-50 matchups and the coin flips just didn't land for us.
2: Uh, mine was not this is this is the one this is another one I misjudged. Oh okay. like, I dropped Balok in the convergence and I looked at his list and I'm like, I don't have mortality, I'm going to drop Barnabas. And I got, Barnabas got assassinated by guns, which is uh, I didn't expect. <laughs> Awkward.
1: So so was it Oh yeah, this was the game where
2: the two taps
1: shot at something not inside the swamp pit, but hit Barnabas with the sprays anyway and
2: accidentally killed him? I mean, it's a... So we did the math afterwards. Um, It's a 60% chance uh, just like from the... uh, Sorry, as soon as the flare hits. So a flare scattered onto him and hit. Um, So as soon as that happens it's a 60% chance to kill him. Um, Mm -hmm. He spiked the first damage roll on Barnabas um, and took away his only transfer, and at that point it's like a 90%. So... Yeah.
1: It's pretty bad. Um, my game, I played the Old Witch Mirror, uh, Indicator, <laughs> and it was uh, Destruction, or whatever Barbells what? is called.
2: Oh. <laughs> like, why wasn't I playing Gruger 2? <laughs> um, yeah.
1: And uh, so, uh, I misdeployed because I spread my infantry out too far after seeing how he deployed his um, Doom Reavers completely off to my left and that ended up being a huge problem because he just stuck a Marauder in that zone behind a forest and I could never get to it until way late game. But I didn't have the volume of attacks I needed to kill those Doom Reavers because, again, they're def-13, so my entire army needs 7 to hit them and it just wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so with twice the number of attacks, I think I'd probably do a much better job in that game. That was really fun partially at the end of that game, the last th- three turns of that game, because I stopped carrying so much because I knew I was going to lose in turn 7 no matter what. And so Old Witch just started killing Kator Heavies. Yeah, she kicked like three Kator Heavies to death. It was yeah. Great. She kicked a Marauder, a Juggernaut, and then another Marauder S-scrap to death.
0: Scrapjack was angry.
1: Yeah. Brett, Brett came over to me after the game and he's like, how was Old Witch alive, surrounded I, by Kator Heavies like that? I,
0: I like the idea that Scrapjack's just mad, because when he was little, all the other Warjacks would make fun <laughs> of him. And so now he's like, now I'm huge, and just smashed them all.
2: Yep, Basically. Let me join your so, reindeer games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um,
1: the only game that we probably should have won was Ben playing Rasheth into Scarwin Dark Host, and it was because Ben clock uh, did not manage his clock properly. He had 27 seconds left after turn five, and he was up, like, four points on scenario with no way to lose on scenario, but no way to win either. So we took a 15-second turn, and then he t- took a 13-second turn and clocked out. And if he'd had thirty seconds left, he would have just coasted to a turn seven win. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, that's rough. So this was the this was the bad one, right? This is the 0 and five. Yeah. Rough yep. day.
2: Rough yeah. day, but great games, great opponents. Like, oh for if, sure. Like if you're not I gonna win say... the whole thing, it's better to play against like the top, the top players, right?
1: <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I can't say anything bad about, about any of my opponents. They were all so So excellent to play against, and uh, some of the cleanest war machine I've ever played.
2: Mm -hmm. Nice. But I can't decide if this is just the team format. Um, So, there's the two things that I noticed this time around in the team format that that I didn't notice previously is that um, every game feels like a finals game. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just because we ran into, like, the highest, literally the highest caliber players possible uh, every round the first day. Um, but it's like they're all super close games they're all super tight, I don't have any problems with any of it, I never felt like they had no idea what was going on and I, like, I never felt like I was super advantaged or disadvantaged, like, they were always really close yeah. um, and, and I guess that's the thing, right? when you're in a tournament um, like a normal Swiss tournament um, you're going to have rounds where you're just like oh, you have no answer to Barnabas and you just like walk all over them that never happens in a WTC style format
1: Yeah, for sure. That was something I noticed, too. I came out of that three rounds, like, more mentally exhausted than I usually am after six. Yep. And you're you're totally right. Like, in a normal steamroller, there's always one or two rounds where you get an opponent who doesn't know what your stuff does or doesn't understand how to fight it, Mm -hmm. even if they do know, and you get an easy win. Or, alternatively, you run into somebody who just destroys you. Yeah. And (laughs) you go home and leave. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas this was just, like, three games in a row of just, like being so careful because if you don't your opponent just wrecks you but at the same time they're also respecting you because you can do the same thing back to them it was a really unique dynamic yeah
2: this might actually be the team term I enjoyed the most
1: yeah I think so look, looking back at it I, I would agree with that um, yeah really really tight games so uh, naturally getting completely destroyed around <laughs> three meant that we had to go get really really bad for you food for
2: dinner
0: so I, I the, birds, the, the, direction, for- the direction that sentence was going for me was just like, we had to go and just get shit-faced drunk. And I was like, Jaden. <laughs> He's like, I lost, I lost Games amazing. of War machines so bad that I just fell off the, the horse completely. <laughs> <laughs> it was all over.
1: No, I didn't lose any games that badly. Um, <laughs> but, nice. so we, we discovered a place that served... Deep fried cheeseburgers, and I personally didn't get one of these. So, Brett, why don't you describe what that is?
2: So I'm like, oh, they're just gonna like deep fry the burger, and that'll be fine. So it comes out in the entire thing: burger, bun, bacon, everything is deep fried. It wow. was the most around. delicious. It was the most delicious half a sandwich I couldn't finish ever. <laughs> Perfect. It, yeah. it really felt like being at the Texas State Fair. So much so that I called my wife and like. Should I, should I just throw up? It always works for you. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: she's mad. <laughs>
2: she's not to leave it she wants to walk me. To
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you guys had a rough rough run day one as far as... Yep.
2: But in good news, Phil got to the finals for the first time and almost got on the WGC team.
0: Yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> By getting that sweet, sweet bye
1: yeah round one also shout out congratulations aaron allen for being the uh Solar masters winner and getting on the wcc guy's a beast guy is a beast
0: orion Man, is also I, a beast i don't know if he played that think, in the last round but that caster's vicious
2: i think uh convergence and greengen and to a lesser extent minions does a really interesting um like contortion to the team matchup process because i feel like um their matchups are so strong and so strange um, no, it's really hard for people to prepare for them. Yeah, so actually, this is a really good topic
1: to jump into for a second. Um, uh, the the 68% win rate that Grimkin had at the ATC, um, that a lot of people are <laughs> decrying the faction as overpowered or not working and that CADA is broken. Um, and so I think so the most important thing to realize about Grimkin is they don't have any truly awful matchups in the game, except for yep. Absalonia 2. Um, and because of that, in a team tournament environment, you don't have to jump on any grenades with them. They don't ever have to take the hard fall, because every game they play into is a 50% game that they can win. And because of the way the Arcana system works, Grimkin players tend to be the people that love to think real tactically and have the drive to go after that really high skill cap, so they also tend to be really good players. So when you put a 50% game in the hands of a really good player, Generally, they win that game.
2: Well, I think it's also funny because I was just complaining, like, man, I never, I never got any easy matchups but for Grimkin. That's just how life is.
1: Yeah, actually, it's <laughs> definitely true. Like, I don't, I, I've noticed since swapping to Grimkin from Circle, I don't get any easy games anymore at tournaments. Um, I used to just play Wormwood and double home out their caster forward and shoot it to death, and that was the game. That only but, happened to me or, once. <laughs> true. It almost happened to you twice though. Um, <laughs> That's ATC last year, for those of you wondering. Um and then but with Grimkin it's just like I have to play almost two hours of every round because the game is never going to be easy. Um conversely though, and this is the sort of false idea that people get about the strength of the faction, if somebody doesn't know what they're doing with the faction, they will fold over like a wet piece of paper.
2: Well because and, and the other thing is if uh if you've never played into Grimkin, you will lose one hundred percent of the time.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Or if you've never played into a good Grimkin player, uh, but you've played a lot into like just a subpar um, pilot and th- you're used to steamrolling them because their placement is bad or they don't use it Arcana properly or whatever the case may be, you will also um, just get obliterated because you're not ready for what's coming.
2: Oh yeah, so, I mean, look, look at my uh, Grimkin game. I've like, played Grimkin I don't know, half a dozen times, but I hadn't played that specific matchup. So it turned a close game into uh, a loss.
1: Yeah. Yep. And uh, when we talk about round five and my, my game, we, we can talk about this a little more. But I think I think it's be- the, the reason Grimkin's win percentage was so high at this event was because they don't have any bad matchups. So they never have to like take an auto loss like some factions do. But they also, I think, the vast majority of Grimkin players at this event were really
2: good players. I going to say four names. Um Joe Pagani, 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 Jeff Olson, and, Jeff Olson uh, Lee. Um,
1: uh, Jeremy Lee,
2: right? Yep.
0: They're K. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> they're K. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. So. so, so that was day one. Yep. Day two, you get in there. Who do you fight first?
2: So we had the two
1: named teams, right? The uh, yeah, we, we had the explicative Steve. Okay. And uh <laughs> and then round two, round five was Bob and the Not Bob's so well let's talk about the uh the Steve games first. Sure. Um Brett, I wasn't there for most of this process, so why don't you talk about it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh like alright, round starts at thirty minutes earlier than yesterday. Um so we're like, you know what? The other rooms probably already on downstairs. They have an efficient German on their team on their in their room. They're probably all awake and ready and look, looking looking us like idiots. So we get downstairs and nine thirty rolls around. And our team is awake. <laughs> well, that's not
1: true. We were awake. We were just in the so we we went down to breakfast at like eight forty five, mm-hmm. and we were done by eight or nine fifteen, and then we spent fifteen minutes waiting for the waitress to come and give us our checks.
2: Um. So so I did the team matchup process. Um, yep. fortunately I knew exactly what Ben was going to say.
1: Um, I will play Reshet and crush them.
2: Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, st- I I literally stopped asking what Ben thought of matchups. <laughs> I just put him into whatever I didn't like.
0: was like whatever.
2: He was like he's going to play Reshet. He's going to win 80% of those. <laughs> yep. Um yeah, I also don't remember how the team match across this went.
1: Okay, well, let's dredge it up.
2: I <laughs> played into Haley 2. Yep. You played into. This
1: was Scorn. Scorn, okay. Uh, ben played into. Gosh, something that he. This was also one of the games that he won on his opponent's turn, right? I watched the end was of this it, game. Was, was it, it Menoth? I don't know. He played into something. We could look it up, but I've got. We could it. look it up. Um, Carl played Ghost Fleet for the first time yep. that event, and uh, that
2: he he seemed to enjoy that better. And oh um, yeah, this was the round where we all finally got to play our main lists. Yes, <laughs> we all won. We're like, why didn't we do that all all yesterday?
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Um, partially the reason I don't remember so well is because I was always on the end of every single table that we played at. Like every single round, I was on an end. Except for the first round, which is why I remember it so well. Um, So, my game was against Haley 2, which, if you're still playing a battlegroup heavy list like the Dreamer, is still a really hard matchup. Mm -hmm. And I made a couple of key mistakes. Like, I forgot to put out an Artifice of Deviation to prevent his Ironclad from getting into me on, like, turn 2 or whatever it was under his feet. Um, But Enfeeble on a Hammersmith makes it map 5 PS15, which is really bad. And also Ironclads are only PS eighteen, which kind of bounces off cage ragers. So despite my opponent playing really, really well, shooting my Crabbits to death, rolling cars on electro leaps to kill solos, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, I was able to grind it down to the point where I had a cage rager and a skin of Moans, and like two Gremlin Swarms and the Death knell and a rattler against a Storm and a Hammersmith and Haley um and because of the game where
2: a pair of gremlin swarms took a storm strider apart
1: yes i had two gremlin swarms go across the table way away from arlen and take a storm strider apart that like ended it on three boxes that a rattler just charged it and killed it (laughs) um but there was a house in the middle of the table and what essentially happened is he killed off Cariana, two other gremlin swarms and eilish and i was like oh i'm just gonna lose this because i can't score fast enough to keep up with him anymore and then I realized I still had two Gremlin Swarms left, so they up-righted over and came over to the flags after I killed Arlen, and he just couldn't deal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Haley can't get far enough away from a miraging skin and moans, so I also just charged her and ate her at some point.
2: Um, so my game was funny because uh, my opponent didn't play much of Mark II, um, so he was looking through all the minion cards, and he apparently <laughs> he was playing Jalam, so he was relying on high defense war beast and he's like aha I'll pop my feet and these archons will never be hit and so I'm like "Beastlore." He's like Alright you only get one die I'm like oh you've never seen Pendrake on the table because he only works for me now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Yeah. That was, that was funny. Um Uh so I I'm, like the the Malock list is just incredible in the scorn. Um and since I wasn't allowed to take the Soul slave, I took vendrick instead, which made me accidentally extraordinarily good at the specific build. Yep. So it was it was pretty heavily advantaged. Yeah. Um, we talked about like sprinting. He could have done better, and like um, he saw an armor brick, so he's like, "Oh, I need to value my titans." But in actuality, it was the Nerifs that were doing all the real work, not nariffs arc Arctons. <laughs> <Arcanons>. Those things.
0: <laughs> Your opponent's list may have been illegal, Brett. Was, <laughs> was taking Nerifs since scorn. I know they can take other factions' war beats sometimes, but not those ones.
1: Um, Oh, this was. Oh, okay. Ben played into minions this round.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he
1: played into Rask. And uh, he lost six models, and all of them were channeling models. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was this game. And uh, his opponent had Rask left, and Ben won on Rask's turn five. (laughs) That that was a pretty incredible. That was the first time I actually got to see Ben play, because he was always across the room from me before, and it was pretty incredible to watch him just
2: tear that list apart. Yeah, um, yeah I was hoping <laughs> to do the Mirror so that we did do the Barnabas, Barnabas game. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Fun. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we ended up sweeping that round completely. Nice. Um, which was a nice, you know, confidence booster after Day 1. Because, again, these were all like really hard games, I think, except for, for Ben, because... He's been <laughs> um,
0: Just reshethed all over the place. And-
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that you could have given that man more or less any list, and he would have been fine. But,
2: but yeah, you yeah. got to remember, he's not a Scorn player. <laughs> yeah, he's not a Scorn player. He's a, he's a rep player. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, but the, he wanted to play Scorn because of our team composition. Makes sense. Um, so, yeah, that was that round. And uh, we go into the last round against Bob and the Not-Bob's. Um, and, let's see, I still don't remember who played into what except for me, because I was on the end again, so. I played in Decatur. Uh, you played in Kator? Yep. Okay. Oh, there no, uh, there were two Kator players, so you played in Brandon played in Decatur with Magnus too, Yep. um, <laughs> and he played a perfect game, he didn't lose a single model and won on the scenario on, like, turn three.
2: Oh, that was vicious.
1: Yeah. Was it wasn't even,
2: like, one of Magnus' auto-win scenarios.
1: No, it was on recon. But the way it worked is the the Karchiv player only contested the zones with two heavies each, and so Magnus slammed those heavies out with his other with his heavies, um, took both zones and the f- close flag, and scored like three points on turn two, and then scored a fourth point on turn two of his opponent or turn three of his opponent's turn, and then scored a t- fifth point on his turn, and yeah. his opponent literally couldn't get anything onto Magnus to kill him and he couldn't move his models because of Magnus's feet
2: and Kador's not exactly known for their tricky
1: movements to
2: get away. yeah not really so and it was like
1: I looked over at one point and Magnus is sitting like five inches away from a juggernaut and I'm like what is going on and Brandon's like oh I just feed it. I'm like oh okay proceed <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's
1: funny. yeah um, this was another game that Ben won on his opponent's turn I think but he, yeah, did he was actually Yeah. He did he did actually lose models that game. He had he lost like most of his unit of readers. <laughs> um He's slipping at the end. Slipping at the end. Uh,
0: Yeah. <laughs> mental exhaustion was taken over.
2: Yep. And uh what did you play, Brett? I can't remember. I played into a really cool uh by one rockets list. Um so most Live One Rockets list have like a minimum battle group of like two destroyers. Mm-hmm. Um, but um Brandon played as a really cool variant where it's uh, like seven jacks. It's, um, uh,
0: it's two juggernauts and three marauders, is the full. I
2: actually have uh, <laughs> on this person's list. Brandon. Because uh, he, he, he plays it in. Not important to the story. Important, important is that he did a really cool splitting of the difference where he took the, the absolute minimum winner guard you could um, mm-hmm. still get all the, all the free points and all the advanced moves. Um, and then filled it up with cheap jacks, uh, in this mm-hmm. case, uh, two jacks, three marauders, um, which allows him to play this really cool way where he bullets in his jacks first, and then the uh, um, the rockets clean up whatever survived, you know, pound-19 jacks. Um, yep. It's also, incidentally, a very, very good way to deal with um, Barnabas, because Barnabas wants to play this game where it's like, I'm going to sit back in my swamp pitch, your rockets are going to do nothing, I'm just going to take heavy. I'm gonna take a heavy, and I'm gonna take a heavy, and then I'm gonna feed and kill all of your infantry. <laughs> yep. Um, but he completely uh, got around that strategy by um, sending the jacks first and keeping the rockets way back. So I had to feed to like turn the jacks off a little bit, um, and I managed to carve through all the jacks, and the rockets weren't doing anything. Um, but he <laughs> took out all my heavy. <laughs> Which is bad for a horse caster. So I was Yeah. I was cutting and flesh eating <laughs> in order to heal back up. <laughs> it, was, it was a really funny game. Um, but then I got I got too flesh eater happy, I think. Um, because Vlad's melee third with Bloody Kings is ridiculous. So I set up a situation where I was actually Def sixteen with Varnabis. I'm like, Def sixteen, arm nineteen, that's gotta be good enough. It should
1: uh, work. Isn't Vlad, like, Matt 9, POW 16 or something with Blood of Kings? Oh, uh,
2: he is Matt 10, POW 16. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, thought I was behind a wall with a Gremlins Swarm. <laughs> nice. And then <a> yielding. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, That's a, that is super cool. Yeah. Uh, he actually, he did the boosting math wrong and mm-hmm. ended up 60% assassination. Which mm. probably makes a good play because I had, like, basically Barnabas left. Um... But if we, we played around the boosting, and we came up with like a 93% of the Oh, jeez. Uh, with the same resources. So, not yeah. in fact a good play. No. <laughs> good grief. Okay. Um,
1: I got to play into Retribution. Um, which, by the way, for those of you out there that think Retribution is not a good faction, I am like in love with half of the stuff I see rep playing. It, it is such a cool faction. I, I absolutely adore it. But, um... he had an Assyria Shadows of Retribution list with double Infiltrators. And he had a list with six Harpies and two AFGs in it. Um, And I thought to myself that I could totally handle the list with Old Witch because Windstorm is just great into that. But I was looking at the Assyria list and I was just like, I've got two units of Holloman. I cannot play into Blinding Light at all. (laughs) So... Also, it was recon, so it's two, you know, jack zones and not any infantry zones. So I decided to drop the Dreamer, and he surprised me and dropped Kalissa. Um But he did win the roll off, so I took the side of the trench because reasons. Um, and he ran at me turn one, and I ran at him turn two, and then he shot at me with his entire army. And at this point, it became pretty obvious, to, like obvious to me, that he hadn't played against a, a good Grimkin player before because he was spreading his damage out pretty hard. Like, he would do, like, two to two or three to, like, one Skin of and then two or three to the next one. Um, just, like, what could get in range and whatnot. And at the end of the turn, he'd done, like, 12 damage to my army. Not including Kravitz, because I don't count them as my army. They're just, you know, sacrifice triggers. Um, so, I had the Pathfinder objective, and Kaylissa was behind the house within 12 inches of Skin that she'd shot Mirage off of. And I thought for about five or six minutes like should i just hang back and play the scenario game or should i just run at him and so I, I ran some numbers in my head and i was like if i engage three of those harpies he can't actually kill my heavies probably and so i just ran and I engaged kalissa three harpies an afg like a full unit of electro and then had the dreamer sitting 14 inches away from the skin of moons with five transfers in a trench um turns out i was right he killed a gremlin's form that turn. Uh, he had to do so many things to get like his other models unengaged. Um, he had to take a free strike from a skin of bones with Kalissa to get a beat on the Dreamer to try and kill her. Um, and at that point, um, I have five transfers and I have like four fury on the table, so I just let her hit me three times by having a shield guard nearby. Um, and then the following turn, it turns out that signs of importance. Skinimals will kill lights real good, and so I killed like four harpies, the AFG, the Electromancers, and got four control points in one turn, which was the game. Seems solid. Yeah, it was really interesting. My opponent had, had a good discussion about it afterwards. He had he did not consider the idea that I would just run at him, um, which to be fair, I hadn't considered either until I saw how little damage he'd done to me. Um, I've only ever played into Kalissa when it's the double halves build, and you just can't do anything to that. It's like, oh, look, I'm sitting in my deployment zone, and I just got charged, and there's two AFGs over there. Yay. Mm -hmm. So, I think the double Harpy build, or the the six Harpy build is really interesting, into a lot of lists, but into lists with, like, three shield guards and arm 21 heavies with portable cover, it just doesn't work.
0: Yeah, you're relying on guns of a very specific type to do a lot of work, and... Mm -hmm. if they can't for whatever reason it's kind of awkward
1: yeah yeah for sure and like the gremlin swarms were really good for me um because he couldn't spare the attacks to kill them necessarily without doing a lot of things to get there which he had to do on on that third turn so like i had one base to base with the afg and a harpy And, like, it gave the AFG minus two to hit and prevented it from aiming and stuff like that so that it couldn't actually shoot far enough to get to the Dreamer. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Really fun game, though. Excellent opponent.
0: Seems pretty good. Sounds like it was a fun weekend. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it really was.
2: Yeah, I I think I managed to sneak in most of my takeaways during the talk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anything else you want to add at the moment?
1: I think we should talk about the terrain, um, okay. and specifically what what Tim was talking about on his post.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so we went in, into the. I love the terrain. I loved the terrain.
1: Yes, it was. It was. It was a lot like it is in the Pacific North, Northwest. There was a ton of it. There was almost always something huge in line of sight blocking in the middle, and it was really impactful. Um, what we did is we had a strategy where we were going to choose tables like every time that we could. But Tim his idea is that that would normally be good if there was a lot of variance to the tables, but because the tables were so similar, it was much better to choose matchups, and in hindsight I think he was probably right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, the, the looking back on it, yes, there were like there were there were two rounds I think where two or three tables all had the same kind of force train in the center. Mm-hmm. Um so we kinda of broke down the forest tables or not forest tables? Yep. Um, and
1: just choosing that one extra matchup would have probably been better. Well, I don't know. We got we got
2: we. So the the cool thing about doing tables is that you get that table advantage, and then you also get to be consistent because no mm-hmm. matter who gets a dice roll, they'll give you they'll give you tables. Um, yep. So I, I think our matchup process was actually improved by that. Um, I think our matchups turned out fine. It was really more misjudgment than like messing up the matchup process. That's fair.
1: I think. Maybe the, the takeaway is that it wasn't as impactful as it necessarily could have been. Right,
2: and uh, I think, I think uh, I'm used to playing Circle, and so having a faction that's not defined by terrain placement is very strange to me.
1: Yeah, I'm still feeling that uh, even now, like almost seven, six months, seven months after playing my last game of Circle, um, I see a huge force in the center the table. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's great, and then I'm like, wait a minute, no, that's not. I don't want that <laughs> out there at all. That's a, so. that's
0: a point I always make when I, because I, I push pretty hard for fairly extreme amounts of terrain on tables, and this is coming from yep. a protectorate player. I don't want to see that nonsense, like, from, like, a competitive standpoint. Like, can we just have a big arena I can fight in? Like, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I bring my own wall. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, I need one wall, okay, and I brought it with me. Yeah. Um, but it just makes the game a lot more interesting, right? Like it's just every game I've had in Mark III, especially after this sounds like shilling, but it's not. It's it, especially after I, we got the broken egg terrain, which is much larger than is typical for mm-hmm. um, like mass-produced uh, 2D terrain. Um, mm-hmm. Games have been totally different. Like yes, the whole game changed between SR 2017 uh, and playing large and terrain, like large terrain that is fairly terrain heavy. Yeah, um,
1: well, and that's that is an interesting point. Is that I think a lot of the better factions out there right now, like the higher tier ones, um, are mostly hindered by terrain at this point. Yeah. Like Menoff doesn't like it, Grimkin doesn't like it, Signar doesn't particularly like it. What? Crix um, loves it. Crix loves, loves it, but I mean that's <laughs> going to get taken down a bit. Um, but the thing is, like every time that I played in a tournament where there wasn't a whole bunch of terrain. First of all, I'm already really good at playing with terrain, so it's even better for me now because I'm like, oh, look, I get to just do whatever I want. And secondly, the terrain that there is, I'm a lot better at using because I'm used to tons of terrain. Um, So I think if you're not playing with a lot of terrain, you're doing yourself a disservice, especially because I think um, more and more big events are going to be moving to lots of terrain on the table.
0: Yeah. One thing I want to kind of stress, too, that I'd like to see is a little more variance as to which... Line of sight blocking terrain is used in the center. I've started seeing a few tos actually start using clouds. I've not often, but I've seen it a <laughs> couple times. Um, I have. I don't do it much because we don't see it in tournaments, so it's not always necessarily great practice. But like, you want to make a game weird put Burning Earth right in the middle of the table.
1: <laughs> yep. Like, I actually played on two of those tables at, at uh, this event. There was a Burning yeah, Earth right in the I'm middle. I'm
0: starting, I think people are catching on to that kind of an idea. You can use some pretty interesting stuff, and stuff like Burning Earth is real interesting. And if that kind of a thing becomes more common, it even shifts aspects of the meta. Some Certain casters get more interesting. Um, yep. Do you have Wind Blast on your card? Like suddenly, if if it's a common thing, that's something to consider.
1: Well, if you look yeah. at the, uh, one of the teams had a Grail. Yeah, I, I, I heard and... that
0: Grail did really really well. At, yeah, he did because there
1: the, was always but, a Burning yeah. Earth or something on the table, and he was able mm-hmm. to get rid of it and get a huge advantage.
0: I just yeah. um... I,
2: feel, I feel so wrong about everything now. Do I? <laughs> do I, do I it's or?
0: the 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 SR 2017 terrain rules are a huge deal, and and following those and mixing it up. Um, makes a lot of casters almost balanced without having to like change them. It's mm-hmm. kind of interesting.
1: Um, yeah. Something that I'd really like to do um, as, I, as I'm doing my own personal practice is just sort of keep a, a checklist of what I put in the middle of the last game and not right. do that again. So like forest, house, burning earth, cloud, just like rotate through those four things. Yeah. Um, and also it is important to note that despite the fact that I think it's a way better way to play, there are a couple of ways to set up the, t- the 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 terrain where there is nothing line of sight in the middle, yeah. um, so you should also be prepared for that. You can't count on that to sure. to bail you out against gunlines. Yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway, seems like a pretty good rundown of the event. We we've, we've run pretty long, but yeah, I'm glad you guys had a good time. I wish I could have made it out. It's a, Next it's year, a very, yeah, maybe. Hopefully, it's a very it's awkward, awkward time. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. We're we're all like. Never wanting it to be in January again.
2: Yeah, but then, like, WTC uh, resumes are due in six days. (laughs) That's true. Right. I don't know. There's got to be a better
1: solution, though, because, like, the stress I had to deal with getting over the passes to get to the airport was just
2: nuts. Yeah. I think the solution is uh, all warm machine players should move out of Milwaukee or uh, Wisconsin to somewhere warmer. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's perfect. It's a perfect plan. We should really yeah. just have anywhere like above a certain like line, just kind of move south. We'll yeah just well as collectively as a species move closer to the equator. It's <laughs> fine. Anyway. Alright guys, I think that's that'll about do it for us for this week. So I want to give a big thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon. We've uh seriously that's been just an absolute huge deal. That's the reason uh that Jaden is able to make it to these things this month. Cause Correct. Yes. It's extremely helpful. It's a huge deal for us getting me out to LVO to meet a whole bunch of you guys, so I'm really excited for that. Um, if you do want to check that out, that is at patreon.com slash Uh I think we'll be doing a raffle in a month or two-ish. A couple of months. Mm, March. Have to look. Is it March? Okay. It's in
1: March, yeah, because December, we just did one like three weeks ago.
0: <laughs> it was a little longer ago than that okay five but, weeks ago whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh we also want to thank uh broken egg games for their support they do all the sweet awesome officially licensed uh private stuff and they also sponsor us and help us out with all kinds of fun things they've been super great and uh if you want to go check them out you can go to their store and use the code los5cod it gives you five percent off on the broken egg store you can also check out our website which is loswarmachine dot com. you can see all of our article nonsense for post pretty consistently on there there's just so much stuff there's so many yep.
1: things on there man. i'll be putting all my battle reports up over the next week yes so nice
0: uh you can find us on twitter at ls underscore chandler at ls underscore jaden and at choke obsessed underscore ll or you can email us at los hordes at gmail.com our facebook is line of sight it's just a podcast page if you go like that you'll see everything we post which is more and more stuff every day really <laughs> and uh you can always message any of us on facebook we're reasonably friendly reasonably uh, yeah so uh next week we is lvo right yep uh i don't know what we'll be talking about on the actual cast we'll figure something out but um, you'll be
1: listening to it on your way to lvo probably
0: true that um no joke i think when we drove to lock and load like a while back one of the people I was driving with put on, I think it was Leyline at the time, and I was like, damn you. <laughs> um, actually, it was Crusader's Call. That's what it was, in that short window. Yeah.
1: Oh, I forgot you even did that.
0: <laughs> uh, I forget sometimes, too. Um, yeah, it's weird when somebody you are traveling with is like, I'm going to listen to your podcast on the radio out loud. And it's like, thanks. Um, <laughs> this isn't awkward at all. You, I could just, you know, I could just talk to you about these things, right? I'm right here.
2: Yeah. I think what he says is he doesn't like you and wants to hear from us.
0: If he listens to this, I'm 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 teasing you. <laughs> You're my friend. Um yeah, so yeah, we'll be doing that and then the week after that'll probably be just us talking about uh, what happened at LVO. How or it could be the cast
1: that we recorded at LVO.
0: Ooh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we go that route, we will see. So Sweet. yeah. We'll see you guys next week, episode thirty one. Whatever that may be.
1: Yep, later.